Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by Technical Difficulties. So many difficulties. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. <laughs> and it has been a ride, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the third time we're recording this opening. Because uh, the powers that be do not want you to get an episode this week. But we're here to say, fuck that. We're doing this. You cannot stop us. Now go throw some salt all over your shoulder or knock on some wood, please. Because some kind of gremlin in, in your computer is just going to completely shut us down again. Yeah, um, I think we should just dive right into Kate's corner because we don't know how much time we have left. Uh, yes, uh, first of all... I. I'm Hannah Bennett. I apologize for laughing through my own name, but uh, it's just been such a wild ride to get to this point, you guys. I can't <laughs> even explain it, really. We're we're tired. We're sleep deprived. We haven't seen the sun in quite some time. Uh, it's yep. snowing and and cold here, and uh, and we're we're just a little punchy, but we're gonna push through. Yeah. For those who have never listened to us before. Arguments About Nothing is a show in which we discuss silly, hypothetical questions seriously as if they are something, when in fact, they really are nothing. Yeah, they're nothing. They're nothing. And as Shelby said, we're going to start off today with a Kate's Corner. Kate's Corner- Kate is my sister. Kate is not Shelby's sister. This is a point of contention lasting weeks now. What is a sister, really, if you think about it? I have a real question for you. Yeah. Have you ever met Kate? No. <laughs> no, didn't think so. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, so so basically, Kate is my sister. She is good at coming up with questions. I yeah. am bad at coming up with questions. So I have outsourced my work to her. We give her her own segment so that it's less work for me to do. So thank you, Kate. And, um, and we're going to start off nice and weird because... Great. Why the hell not, right? So, Shelby, what's yes. worse? Waking up to find that you've lost all of your hair all over your body or waking up to find that your nipples have disappeared? I have so many follow-up <laughs> questions about the nipples, <laughs> but I don't know how deep I want to get into that. So... That means breastfeeding is off the table. Or is there like an opening there still? No, I, I mean, I think your nipple has disappeared. I don't think there's an opening. So that could... But my boob is still there? It's like yeah. a Barbie thing? Yeah, your boob is still there. But the nipple is gone. Gone. Eradicated. It's like... What about the nerve endings that used to touch my nipple, like be uh, a part of my nipple? Yes, I I wondered about that element. What too. about sensation? I think yeah. that that I think that those nerve endings are gone. I think that your whole boob is now just like side boob. Hmm. These are both bad. Oh, they're not good. Yeah, they're not good, especially if you want to pass on antibodies to any future children. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's not even just the, like, whether or not you should breastfeed thing, but, like, your breasts will but, produce yeah. milk, and there's no way there's to, no way to get, it get it out. So That seems real bad. That seems 
like a surgery that would need to happen. Yeah. Am I allowed to get fake nipples? Like, am I allowed to get <laughs> like a plastic surgery to give me nipples? I guess, yeah, I think you would. Oh, interesting. Be- we, interesting. Because basically the question is just what's worse, waking up to find one or waking up to find the other? Yeah, so I could do with whatever I want. Yeah, from there, one, once you've woken up and discovered your your lack of nipple or lack of hair. This is interesting because it's really a question of what plastic surgery is more effective. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like... We don't have a way to, like, mimic nerves, so, like, that part of the nipple thing is definitely gone. But I do think that they could reconstruct a way to get milk out of your boobs. They could probably reconstruct a way to get milk out of your boobs. I don't know how that would look. Oh, I don't think it would be aesthetically pleasing. No. But it could allow you to pump and feed your child, is what I think. Right. Now, I mean, if you're not ever planning to get pregnant, that's one thing off the list, but Yeah, true. But true. you're still then without the the sort of nerve ending function and also yeah. aesthetic the aesthetics of the nipple. Plus like it, it's one thing to like what where I get caught up is like losing your hair is a known thing. It's an yeah. en- you know, well, obviously there are some people who have medical conditions like alopecia sure. where they just don't have hair. There's Male pattern baldness. The, losing hair is like a thing that happens to people in the world. Losing your nipples is just not a thing that happens. Not co- not common. Certainly. <laughs> no. So I think my level of freak out on that would be exponentially worse in the moment. Yeah, but most hair loss is gradual. It's like wake up one day in a puddle of your own hair. Okay, but. But, like, your brain is so – you wake up in a puddle of your hair. But your brain is like, I must have some sort of weird disease, right? Or weird – there are diseases or something that could cause it. There are are explanations. But what is the – what does your brain fill in as the explanation for when you wake up and your nipples aren't there? I think either way I'm assuming I'm some sort of alien. Also, like, are your nipples, like, have they fallen off? Are they, like, in your bed or <laughs> they just disappeared into the ether? Oh, I assume they just disappear into ether. Um, I would be very, I don't like the idea of them falling off and, like, there being remnants. <laughs> I mean, neither makes any sense, so. Yeah, I think I would go lose all my hair. And I don't love it, but I think it's better. And I'm going to tell you why. Wigs exist. Yeah. And you can get eyelash extensions and you can get eyebrows tattooed on. And then I just don't ever have to shave any part of my body ever again. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, There's an upside there. I don't think there's any upside to your nipples being gone. No. Except that you get to keep your hair. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I see no positives to that, but I do see positives to never having to shave anything below my nose, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, But it's all of the hair above my nose that I would like to have that becomes the issue. But I do think that we have enough Well, exactly. We have wigs. We have ways to treat baldness. Yeah, exactly. As you said, more people have hair loss- then have nipple loss, so we've come up with better ways 
right. to approach hair loss than nipple loss. Right. There aren't doctors specializing in nipple loss currently. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there is. I don't know. But yeah, I think that like the hair replacement industry is a little bit more established than the nipple replacement industry. But either way, I would be real freaked out. There are for sure doctors who work on this because, you know, there are people having mastectomies. Yeah, exactly. It's not like there wouldn't be some way to treat either mm-hmm. of them. It's For me, it's like in the moment, my brain would would wrap itself around having lost hair yeah. and would freak out yeah. about having just sort of randomly lost nipples in a way. Yeah. I think I would potentially have like a full-on panic attack slash maybe go a little insane out of just like fear and what what's next what am i gonna lose next right i can lose my nipples i can lose my nose i can lose anything right what is me or i would think i really actually was already insane and i was just hallucinating you know so yeah um so i think we're both locking in lose our hair yeah unfortunately i agree with you Weirdly, I have a very similar question that I came up with today. <laughs> Interesting. So I'm going to ask that one now. All but right. I kind of it's on theme. <laughs> feel like, and this is why I say that Kate and I are sisters, because we're connected through a very specific um, bond. <laughs> I think mine is a little less weird than hers. Okay. But would you rather wear a bra to bed every night? Or never have to shave anything ever again. So again, oh. we're talking about boobs versus hair. Weird. Which is <laughs> that is weird. absolutely bizarre. <laughs> wow. So boob discomfort or no hair is the theme of this week's episode. Of and I too about had a question about boobs and hair. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Isn't that weird? Um. All right. Well, I guess we know what the the episode name should be. <laughs> Boobs versus hair. Wear a bra to bed every night, or n- or what? Or never have to shave anything ever again. Am I missing something? It seems like one of those is good and one of those is bad. You're right. This is a bad question. <laughs> or sorry, never or never shave anything ever again. So like you're never allowed to shave. Yeah. Again. Okay, I, I figured it was just like we, we had just read it wrong. Um, yeah. Okay, so basically I have to become very hairy. Yeah, so yeah, either you have to like let your wild hair run free or you have to wear a bra to bed. So, so I think the argument that one could make is yeah. that it, it comes back to that like selfish versus for other people thing. You know, you, yeah. you kind of, you shave for other people more than you do yourself, generally speaking. I mean, I like the, I like the feeling of shaved legs better than hairy legs, but, but uh, it's kind of an aesthetic thing versus a person's comfort of, you know, being able to sleep yeah. without a bra on. But even knowing that that's probably the right consideration, I don't find it that uncomfortable to sleep with a bra on. And I know that maybe sounds weird, but, um... But I think I would choose that one. I would too. We don't disagree uh, on this one. Dang. Unfortunately. It's because sports bras exist. Right. You know, if you right. get like a really like loose 
worn out sports bra, yeah. it's not really that uncomfortable to sleep in. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to wear an underwire necessarily every night to bed, but... But even if it was an underwire, I don't think I could handle never shaving again. I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like the feel of it. I wouldn't feel good. And it's not just, like, my legs. Like, I get, like, stray hairs on my face, and it's just, like, not Oh, you can't even tweeze. Yeah, like, no. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I think I just, I like being able, I like having the control over my own body hair. Even if I decided to grow it out, I would want to be able to make that decision. Um, Versus, like, wearing the bra to bed, I don't think it's such a big deal. I think you get used to it after a while. Yeah. I think we are just of one mind when it comes to boobs and hair, Shelby. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, Maybe we will disagree on this question. If you could have a talking animal sidekick like a Disney princess does, which animal would you pick? Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I try to write some happy questions sometimes. I know. It's like you picked that one especially for me, and I'm so excited. Oh, I definitely did. You definitely did. (laughs) I don't like animals or Disney princesses, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that just took the mood down a little bit, but (laughs) we're going to push through. Um, So I have questions. Yeah. What the the animal sidekick? What yeah. are the are they able to talk to you? Yeah. Yeah. Like the Disney princesses. Well, because they can't all talk to the Disney princesses. Well, some of them can, right? Well, uh, and a lot of times they're just like they they don't have the power of human speech, but they somehow seem to understand everything and they kind of like hang out like friends who don't talk to each other. I'm not explaining this very well. No, I know what you mean, but it's more like they can communicate, but maybe yeah. not with verbal words. Right. Like, um, I'm just trying to, th- like, off the top of my head, Entangled, she has the little lizard. Yeah. And, and the, in like, like, the lizard doesn't talk to her in English language, but the lizard talks yeah. to her through, yeah. you know. And in Moana, the, the chicken doesn't speak. Right. But he, they communicate. Yeah, so it's like more like a pet that you have like a very strong ability to communicate with, even if it's not verbal. Of course, some of them do. Some well, that's this is why I asked the question because like Cinderella, Gus Gus, you know, th- the mice can talk directly. They can speak English, or can they talk to her? Or can they only talk to each other? It's been a long time. I've never seen that movie, so I do not know. Let's say for our for argument's sake, um, that they can't talk, but they can communicate with you. Okay, so. The first thing that my brain went to, because we were specifically talking about Disney princesses, was Princess Jasmine has a fucking tiger. That's pretty dope. I mean, imagine you have a tiger and it will do, it's your best friend and it will do anything that you say. Yeah. I don't really know how you top that that much. I mean, it's better than a lizard or a chicken for sure. Yeah. I guess a bird could be useful. You could have a dolphin. Well, but, so I did think of dolphins, but then I'd near. have to live by the sea. <laughs> You'd have to be near water. I'd have to be near the ocean. I mean, I, like, Little Mermaid style could have a dolphin, but I don't think the the marine life is the life for me, so. Yeah, we've, we've established thoroughly that. Thoroughly es- established that. If there's one thing you know about our podcast, it is that I don't like the ocean. Do you like cats? Yeah. Oh, I love cats. Do you consider yourself a cat person? I consider myself a cat and dog person. Okay. I like them both equally. 
You're bipetual. Yeah, good word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Excellent wordplay. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. I could see you like having some sort of feline. Like a tiger. Jaguar. Yeah, a tiger. I mean, the problem with the tiger is housing. Yeah, a, t- a tiger's tiger. not going to fit in my little apartment. I'd have to be a princess so that I had things like courtyards and tiger stables. Yeah, that's the problem for me, too, because I keep, like, my first instinct is a horse. But, like, I feel like horses aren't, like, sidekicks. They're too big. But I guess if Jasmine had a tiger. Yeah, but she was a princess and she lived in a castle and there was plenty of room for that for that tiger yeah. to roam about. I also don't know what I would feed a tiger. Now that I think about it, this is a poor choice. Yeah. Because am I going to feed the tiger other animals? I mean, I think you'd have to, Is it right? going to live in my apartment with me? Yeah, maybe maybe something else. Shit. Yeah. Maybe like a cat that looks like a tiger. <laughs> just got, it has a stripe. Yeah, but then it's not that much more special than just having a cat. A yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. My first thought was a horse. That feels also wrong because it's too big. Maybe a fox. I was just about cool to, to say a fox. a fox. I really truly was. Like, it almost came out of my mouth and then you said it. Yeah. But I was trying to think. The only reason I hesitated was because I don't know what foxes eat. Neither do I. But for the purposes of this, I like, like, I don't know. It's small, but friendly, but sly. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about a fox that I could, I think I could get down with. A little aloof. They wouldn't need me too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about something cute like a, like a koala or something? I feel like you could have a bunny. No. No, fuck bunnies. I've had bunnies before. <laughs> I've had bunnies before. They're not the most interesting pets. Koalas have really high rates of STIs. Well, I'm not planning on fucking it, Shelby. <laughs> no, but like you can, it like I think they either have syphilis or chlamydia is just rampant in the koala community. It's chlamydia, and so you have to treat it. Like you have to give them medication and stuff, or else like the. So we're saying that in my hypothetical world, in which I'm basically a Disney princess with a magical sidekick. I have somehow landed a koala with with chlamydia. I can't get a chlamydia free koala. They they're like they don't exist really. Like almost all koalas have syphilis. <laughs> I just don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Oh no, it's chlamydia. I was right the first time. Yeah, I yeah. think it is chlamydia, but I didn't know that all koalas had chlamydia. Yeah. With some wild population seeing a 100% infection rate. Okay. Well, <laughs> other than the chlamydia, that seems fun. <laughs> what a weird episode this is. What uh, a weird sentence I just said. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, I just think maybe not koala. Okay. I was just trying to think of animals that would be fun to have. Animals that you're not allowed to have as domestic pets, but that you could conceivably have as domestic pets. I feel like there are a lot of cute, like, Australian animals. I think we should just go with fox. Okay. All right. Are we both walking in fox? Well, I was going to say koala, but now the chlamydia (laughs) factored in. (laughs) I just think that's an important factor. I'm surprised you're going with fox and not something marine life animal. I don't 
currently, I guess I kind of live by the ocean. I technically live on the coast. I don't know. I'm I'm not like a, I like the ocean more than you do, but I'm not like going to the beach every weekend sort of gal. What are other herbivores? I'm just, I'm realizing, I was like, ooh, I could get a snake, but then I would have to feed it. I don't want to feed my pet other animals. Other animals. You'd have a cow, a little pig. I could have a mini, like a teacup pig. Yeah. I kind of want. Again, these are kind of domestic animals. I think I could, I think a teacup pig might be the answer for me because they are really fucking cute. But also it would just be like have more personality than a regular pig, you know? Yeah, definitely. And as far as I know, they don't have chlamydia, right? (laughs) <laughs> Not that I know of. I don't know the sexual uh, transmit uh, the STI rate of teacup pigs. All right, we should stop. Yep, we should. Um, if you could take a five minute peek into your future, would you do it? And what date would you pick? Oh, a five minute peek into a specific day in my future. Yeah. So, like <laughs> April twenty first, twenty twenty seven, you could just see what you're doing from two p.m. to two o five. How rough is my life right now? That my very <laughs> first thought was, well, what if I pick a date and then I'm not there? <laughs> That's, that was also my first thought when I wrote this question. I, I was like, you never know. I'd be we afraid. are living through a pandemic. I would be afraid to pick anything more than like a week out because I'd be like, what if I don't make it to then? (laughs) Yeah. So would you not do it? Remember how last week I had optimism? No. (laughs) It was so long ago. Yikes. Maybe like a year from now. That's what I would do. On this exact day. I think I would look at today a year from now. Because ostensibly, the pandemic would be over-ish, right? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And I just feel like the landscape of the world will have changed a lot by that time. And perhaps the landscape of my personal world as well, you know? Yeah. And maybe that that would just give me a little bit of direction, like a little bit of hope. Yeah. If I could look at a year from now and see like, oh, things are looking up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's equally likely that I could look a year from now and not feel like things were looking up and then be filled with just a year of despair. But then at least I'm only, it's only a year of despair. Like, I feel like the longer ahead I look, the worse it is. Because if I look 20 years ahead and it's It's dreadful, then... You have nothing to look forward to for the next 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Like... There is that greater risk, greater reward thing. Like, the farther you go into the future, the hopefully more different your life is and, like, kind of like a more meaningful snapshot of where what you have to look forward to. But also could be, you could just happen to, you know, life is just a bunch of up and ups and downs. So either you're going to sure happen on a valley or you're going to happen on a peak. And there's just no way to know which one it's going to be. And like in this idea, you're only getting a snapshot of five minutes. So you're not getting the context of what brought you there or what happens after or what you're working towards or like maybe maybe everything in your life is really great. But you just happen to like Cry. see yourself 
crying in a bathroom. On a bad Tuesday, yeah. crying. Yeah, because, you know, like, but in fact, you have a great job and, <laughs> like, you have a supporting partner and, like, a lovely life, but, like. You just have PMS. Yeah. Or I just see myself get a pap smear. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <Right. laughs> I'm also wondering, like, how much could I really glean from my life in five minutes? Like, I watch myself at the grocery store. Yeah. I'm a little worried that I wouldn't glean anything helpful one way or another. Like you said, it would just yeah. be a neutral moment. But mostly all I would feel is just like disgust at how I look 20 years from now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Also, you have to like confront aging right. if you go very far in the future. I'm not sure that's I want some- to know what I'm going to look like in 20 years. Yeah, but maybe that would make me so excited about how I look now. Oh, that's true, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I would be this can. moment of like, this is as good as it's gonna fucking get, <laughs> so let's rock it. Or maybe I get really hot in 20 years. Maybe. That's true. I mean, we don't know what kind of serums and stuff they're gonna come out that's with. That's what I mean, you know. Or maybe we're all huddled in some weird climate change refugee camp, you know, <laughs> like eating beans out of a can. I, yeah, I don't know if I want to know that future. I think I would pick my birthday. Okay, interesting. Why? Because it's probably going to be good, like a positive day. Because I, w- I would imagine that I would plan something nice for myself. I typically, I, I feel like my birthday is my best shot that I'm most likely going to be surrounded by people who love me. Okay, that's fair. And care about me. And that I'm going to be doing something that brings me joy. I think there's a better chance of that than other days. And so I would pick my birthday and I think I would pick my birthday in like five years because I feel like it would, it's close enough that I don't know if I'll have super visibly aged, Um, but I think it'll give me enough, like hopefully I'll be able to gleam some things about my life. Yeah, I also think there, there would be, I think it would be easier to take five years from now versus way in the future, like. Your birthday yeah. in 20 years, you might have a completely different set of friends. Cast of characters, that yeah. might just be, it, it just look like a whole bunch of strangers to you now, yeah. you know? Yeah. But five years from now, there'd probably be some continuity. That's my answer. I think my birthday five years from now. The birthday thing's a good answer. I yeah, think. The, the birthday thing is a good answer, except that I often have a lot of existential ennui around, oh, I around do too. my birthday. Oh, I do too, definitely. So, so there's... But, but from the outside, I don't know if you would know that. Like, true. I don't think the people at my birthday party know that I'm having existential dread. I, from an outsider's perspective, would just see me at dinner surrounded by people who love me. Of course, the other... But it's that greater reward, greater, like greater risk greater reward what if i'm alone and sad and crying on my birthday yeah Yeah, then it's it's like i mean again greater risk greater reward if you don't if you're not surrounded by friends and it's your birthday then you're like seriously what happened in my life you know um yeah like if five years from now i had decided to look at five minutes of my birthday this year in the pandemic which i spent entirely 100 percent alone but you were on zoom calls like all day right i mean off and on all day but like five there were five, five minutes, minutes or... I would have just been like hanging out here in my apartment five minutes just isn't a lot five minutes isn't a lot it could just be me taking a poop 
and that's all I see. You could learn. You could learn some valuable information from that, though. You know, what you should. Yeah, should I be eating more, more fiber? fiber? Yeah, I think the birthday thing is is kind of a good call. I still feel almost like I would just choose like a random day, like a year from now. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with my original instinct because. I kind of just want to, I don't want to know what my whole future holds. I just want to know, do, do we get through this year? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That's valid. That's super valid. Uh, bang, Mary kill. Jim Halpert. Oh. Ben Wyatt. Oh. Oz from Buffy. Mary, Mary, Mary. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Mary, Mary, Mary. I'm not playing your game. Your game is dumb. Nobody should be killed. <laughs> this is just a beautiful polyamorous marriage. Yes. There's no reason to delineate. There, there is no reason that any of these these wonderful men should have to to meet their death in this game. Yep. Um, and yet we find ourselves with the executioner's axe over Oz, I think. <laughs> I think you have to because he is a werewolf. <laughs> Well, that was my thinking. He is a werewolf. Yeah, there is the possibility of him really harming you. Yeah, he does have to be locked up. But he might be great in bed. I mean, listen, he probably is, but I <laughs> I think having to lock him up once a month, that that's why he's going to be my kill. Mary, which, how do you choose? Jim Halpert or Ben Wyatt? Jim Halpert it's hard. Ben Wyatt. I know which one you're going to choose. Yeah, yeah, it's not that hard. She's for me. gonna choose Ben Wyatt. Wow, you know me so well. I mean, he's the perfect man. He basically he just is. is. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I love them both, but I think I would. I don't want to say Ben Wyatt because then I agree with you again. It's okay. It's it's the it's the correct answer. It is. I bet lots of people scream about Jim Jim Halpert uh, to us about after this. Jim but. Jim is I one of my TV loves of all time, but he is less mature and is a little bit more irresponsible. And the pranks, while funny on TV, I'm not sure how funny it would be if it was actually part of your marriage. I would not like it. I uh, and you see glimpses of his marriage where he's like away from home a lot, and he's apparently messy yeah. like in later later yeah. seasons of the office versus ben wyatt i mean i guess you, you the only bad thing you glimpse of him is like when he's unemployed and making stop motion videos but even when he's unemployed he like comes up with like a cult like board game yeah. phenomenon and makes calzone yeah. it's like I'm on board. No, he is. at his lowest is still great. He is the perfect man. You're right. He is. He just is. Um, Damn it. We agree again. This is why we're friends. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a kind of short episode this week because we just can't anymore, guys. And so we're going to skip straight to our would you still go out with him? If you can't tell from our super weird energy in tonight's episode... Uh, we need to go we've to been bed. Doing this, we've been doing this for hours. We just don't have as much recording to show for it. We tried. Would you still go out with him? It's perfectly great dude. <laughs> <laughs> you usually start off with a lot more enthusiasm, and that is why I'm laughing. He's a perfectly great dude. You really, really like him. You've gone on three dates, and then he tells you, he drops the bomb, 
that his favorite band is Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah? I, w- I would just give him a free pass. I wouldn't even hesitate. He wants to... He wants to dance to Nickelback at your wedding. Well, he doesn't get everything he wants, Shelby. (laughs) (laughs) Marriage is about compromise. Would you be chill listening to Nickelback in the car? Who says he's got his headphones on? We're not listening. We don't have to listen to it together. We don't have to share music. So the idea is that in your potential marriage with this man, you would never once listen to his favorite music. No, what I'm saying is he can like Nickelback all he wants. If it happens to be playing in our house from time to time, that's fine. I'm not going to rip my ears off. You know, it's it's just bad pop music from the 90s or whatever. But I wouldn't. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't, like, end a relationship for it. It's just if we were in the car, we'd listen to podcasts or audiobooks. And if we're yeah. at home, we'd listen to music that we both like. I mean, I assume his-, his favorite band is Nickelback, but that doesn't mean that's the only music he listens to and likes, right? What if he's, like, a Nickelback, like, super fan? That depends. Is he a super fan who needs me to be into his hobby with him? Because if he... If he wants to just go to Nickelback concerts and be a super fan and listen to it on his headphones, like, that's his hobby. What do I care? He has, like, a lot of merch, like Nickelback merch. That's fine. And nobody else is going to ever see it. It's not like we're going to... I mean, unless he wants behind the television a giant Nickelback poster, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, in his office area, it's just, like, Nickelback everything. See, but now we're getting past the point of do you appreciate his music or would you be bothered by his music by the particular band and more into the would you be bothered by the fact that he is such a super fan of a random band that he wants to decorate your house in it? And that is a separate question. And the answer is I would be bothered. I'm just thinking, so my mom had a friend who um, was a claymate. Do you know what that no. is? No. Claymate is what Clay Aiken superfans <laughs> call themselves. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, they were Claymates. And um, one year, Clay Aiken <laughs> performed at the Michigan State Fair. So me, my mom, and her friend went to the Michigan State Fair to see Clay Aiken perform. Of course. And we stayed at the hotel where all the Claymates were staying, where there was, like, a little Clay Aiken fan conference. And people had flown in from Singapore and Malaysia and, like, all of these other places to go to this, like, Clay Aiken fan convention. And there was all this Clay Aiken merch that people had made. Like, I... I won a Clay Aiken Christmas ornament. Which you still have. Please, God, tell me you still have. I I don't know. I lost that thing at some point in my life, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, But my mom's friend had a Clay Aiken Christmas tree in her house. What do you mean a Clay Aiken Christmas tree? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) It was a Christmas tree that only had clay Aiken decorations on it. So everything that went on the tree were clay Aiken Christmas ornaments. 
Can, so this, can I tell you that we've circled so far beyond? We we've circled all the way back around to now. This is hysterically, ironically funny, and I would so keep that Christmas tree just right? to mess with people. Yeah, I mean, this woman loved Clay. Like, she spent thousands of dollars flying all over the world to go wow. to Clay Aiken event. He, she, like, would buy seats at fundraiser galas that Clay Aiken was performing at and stuff just to, like, be near him. So, anyway, <laughs> if someone felt that way about Nickelback, would you still date well, them? Well, but again, it's a different question. Is It's... The question, would you be okay with having to listen to Nickelback sometimes because your partner really likes them? And the answer is yes. There's the question of, would you be okay with having a partner who is a super fan of that intensity level about literally anyone? And the answer is maybe not. That's true. You know, like, the thing is, it's less about Nickelback in that case and more about... Boundaries. Yeah, like, obsessive behavior and... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's like having a favorite band and wanting to go see them in concert a lot. That's fine. But like having a unironically having a whole Christmas tree with just their face plastered all over it and spending thousands and thousands of dollars of your like joint money to travel around the world to see them every time and to have T-shirts and posters and your house is decorated with their face like that's I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm not going to date anyone who decorates their house with some famous person's face what if it's jesus i think that goes without saying (laughs) extra no (laughs) i feel like we will do that it it's a it's a famous celebrity so it's you know nickelback or clay aiken or something how how many times have we been burned i mean i'm feeling i'm feeling very very burned recently as a former super fan of Joss Whedon oh yeah and you know like you learn stuff about your idols shit comes out it's true and you can't they fall and then you should never put that much stock into somebody else yeah I agree with you I also agree with you if he just occasionally liked to listen to Nickelback I could deal I also you're gonna laugh at me for this and maybe I shouldn't be admitting this on the internet. You like Nickelback. But I don't get, I don't like Nickelback, but I don't understand why they're so much worse than every other band. Like, it just feels like everyone feels like they're the worst band of all time. And I'm like, there are other bad bands. I don't understand why Nickelback is, like, talked about as if it's, like, worse than everything else. I actually agree with you about that because I I also feel like they have kind of a similar sound to a lot of other bands of their era. Yeah. And I I don't really understand why they got picked out. It's it's almost like they got memed, you know, like they just became like the joke. That's my hot take. I've never purposely listened to Nickelback. (laughs) Like I'm not being like, I'm a Nickelback lover. This is my story. But I don't get why they're they're consi- like I don't understand why there's so much stigma around liking Nickelback, you know? Yeah, I don't think they're good. I understand yeah, I don't why either. people would just not like their music, but if you think about all the crap that comes on the radio all the time, I mean, I'm a music snob, so I dislike a good deal of it. <laughs> so Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, if it was between listening to Nickelback and like death metal, oh yeah, I totally. I probably would pick Nickelback. Yeah, for sure. There are way worse things yeah. than Nickelback. I think. Yeah. So, like, again, not a Nickelback fan. Just have never understood why Nickelback got such a bad rap. I feel like they got a really raw deal. But I also agree with you that anyone who has, like, hero worship to, like, a level where they're unwilling to critique their faves worries me a little bit. And I don't know exactly what the line is because there are certainly people that I am a very, very big fan of, you know? Yeah, definitely. But there's not a single person who I've got, like, something on my wall, you know, or yeah, a, same a picture. I don't I don't have I mean, I, I think I have like an autograph on a book, uh, you yeah, know, I have some signed books, too. Yeah. But I don't have like like there are people I'm very big fans of and have like, you know, paid money to see in person and stuff like that. But like I've actively chosen not to get posters that they're of the work they're involved in or anything like that because i don't want to i don't think it's cute it's not the vibe i'm going for in my house yeah if you got a t-shirt or two that's fine for me i think the line are two things if you have anything in your house that could seem like a shrine (laughs) that's too far (laughs) and i think like a christmas tree or like an area with a bunch of posters or anything like that gets a little too close to shriney territory or two if you're spending like if you have to budget so that you can afford your fandom habit that when you're making financial choices to be able to support that passion that's when I think it crosses the line for me I think I would even draw another line which is if you have a lot of stuff in your house but it's not specific to a person it's about a property like an ip like a show yeah like if you if you had a whole bunch of marvel toys or you know talking about like a whole bunch of stuff around your house i think that's fine if you if you love batman stuff and you collect it that's fine but that's not like hero worship of a specific person person that you're like idolizing in the same way you're just like a fan of a property or a character or an ip yeah and that's different. I I mean, but so what is this guy? Where, where does he fall? I mean, I think we've already answered the question. Like, we would not go out with him if he was a shrine man. And we would go out with him if he was below that. Would you make fun of him for liking Nickelback if he was below that? I don't think I would. I don't like how people shame other people for the music that they enjoy. Yeah. I don't think I would make fun of him either. Although I might sort of say, like, hey, that's too much Nickelback this week. <laughs> Can you put your headphones yeah, on? I mean, I would ask him questions about what about Nickelback he enjoyed so much. I once went on a date with a guy who was obsessed with David Bowie. Oh. And just, like, thought David Bowie was the greatest in the whole world. Which is not that weird. It's not weird People at like all, David actually. <laughs> yeah. But it it was, it was weird how... You could tell that this guy, like, really, really loved David Bowie in a way that he, like, couldn't stop talking about uh, David Bowie. Um, it wasn't like, oh, I like David Bowie and all of these other musicians. It was like, I like David Bowie, and this is my dissertation about why everyone should like David right. Bowie. Um, and that was a little much. So, yeah, I mean, I think I would show interest and just be like, what about this music appeals to you? Like, why do you 
what what connects this for you is it like a like did you listen to this song with your dad or like you know like did you, is this like evoking a memory for you or like what about it speaks to you and then i would probably be like let's listen to something else yeah and as long as he was chill with that if he wasn't like you you won't give them a chance like if he was upset with the fact that i didn't also like Nickelback, then, you know, that would be his. That was kind of my first question was like, does he need me to participate in this hobby with him? If he if he yeah. can just do this happily on his own, then fine. Like, I'm a very independent yeah. person. I don't need to have all the same hobbies and things as my partner. Yeah. That's not something I, I need in my life. I would not allow any Nickelback decor in my house. Yeah. And I... That's the hill I would I die on. I wouldn't allow it to be the song that I danced to at my wedding either. But all this, all this discussion has me wondering, if we ever got big as a, as a podcast, what would our fans be called? I'm just, I love the oh. Claymates so much. Oh, yeah. Arguers? Nothings? I mean, I hope not the nothings. I mean, it would be funny if they, like, people picked sides. And there, if people were like either banana for Hannah or like crazy for Shelby, <laughs> <laughs> nothing really rhymes with Shelby in the way that banana rhymes with Hannah. But yeah, uh, but that would be funny if there was like some sort of delineation between the two of us. Well, for that to happen, we would have to start like start fucking disagreeing with each other more. Yeah, often. did we disagree at all no. during this episode? I think we went one hundred percent. We have the same hypothetical. We world. failed miserably at our job today we have no hair we sleep with bras uh we are married to ben wyatt and apparently his favorite band is (laughs) (laughs) which somehow weirdly tracks a little for him yeah 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 and the only thing we disagreed about was the take a five minute peek into your future and you would pick one year from now and i would pick my birthday five years from now so and hope if i'm married to ben wyatt in that future everything is fine (laughs) the pandemic is over we're both married to different versions of ben wyatt ben wyatt (laughs) and have no hair on our bodies (laughs) and we've both slept with jim halpert on the way yeah honestly that gives me hope. It's a lovely future to behold if if we get there. So fingers crossed. Yes. But thank you all for sticking with us during this um, unusual, let's say, episode of Arguments About Nothing. Yeah, this was the weirdest episode of Arguments About Nothing. If you want to check in on us, because clearly we're not okay, <laughs> you can send emails to us at argumentsaboutnothing at gmail.com or send us a DM at argumentsaboutnothing on Instagram. If you have questions for us that you think we would actually disagree on and fight more about instead of just placidly like agreeing with each other, um, <laughs> then please send them our way. And we'd like to thank Allison Fields for designing our logo. And we'd like to thank all of you for sticking with us, telling your friends and liking and downloading and subscribing. And until next time, keep fighting.